Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking. You are listening to the Inspired Choices Network and I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And I'm excited as always to be here and talk to you about money and anything financial because who doesn't enjoy talking about money and finances? And what we do here on Financially Speaking is we take any financial concept that might seem a little bit scary or a little bit overwhelming or or even just a little bit disliked, <laughs> and we break it down and we talk about how it's easy to understand, it's easy for us to understand, and we make it so it's very user-friendly. And then, at least that's my hope, that's my plan, that's what I do in my real-world um, job during the day as a financial advisor, a licensed advisor, as well as having a bookkeeping business. And we like to break it down and make it easy for people, small businesses and uh, individuals to really understand their stuff because you really can. And it's always exciting when we get to do a topic on financially speaking that somebody sent in to us because I know when one person asks me to do it, that means there's lots of other people that probably need that uh, answered as well. So anytime you have a question or if there's a topic out there you're, you're kind of wondering about or not quite sure you're welcome to send it in by email or by visiting us in the chat room or by contacting us through the Inspired Choices Network, and we're happy to answer that. And also check out all the other uh, opportunities to either be a host on the financial, um, on financially speaking, no, that's my job, right? No, if you want to be a host on the Inspired Choices Network, that's where you can really plug yourself in and really have a good time and, and impact the world. So we're always looking for hosts and we're always looking for new and exciting opportunities and ideas that people have on on uh, ways to help people out there improve their life and, and enjoy themselves. So please reach out to our fearless leader, Christine McIver, and she will be happy to hook you up with information about um, your own show or being part of the network in some way. That would be awesome and enjoyable, and I guarantee you, you will have a good time. So tonight we are going to be talking. We have a, we're excited because once in a while I get the opportunity to have hosts um, co-host with me or guests come on or um, have any opportunity to, to share other people's stories. And tonight we have a really special guest for me. And not only is she a great friend, but we're, we're kind of related. And she is an outstanding person. She's got, uh, she's a phenomenal ch uh, children's author and she's got books all around the world. She is also a hypnotherapist. She has her own practice uh, in massage and hypnotherapy in Ontario, and she's welcome to, uh, you're welcome to contact Christine and um, ask her questions. You're welcome to contact her about the children's book and the storytelling. She is, a, she's a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a restaurant owner. She's, of course, an author of, of uh, books as well as a storyteller with the children's books. She's a hypnotist, she's a hypnotist, a massage practitioner, a speaker, a life coach, an investor, a traveler, and a seeker, and all-around awesome person and great friend. And one of Christine's gifts is to see the talents and abilities in others, even when they are dim and dusty. For her, it's a privilege to assist in mental health cleaning to uncover what was forgotten 
did you forget how to be passionate? Did you forget how to be happy, to have fun, to be enthusiastic? She too sometimes forgets these things and she reaches out for help to get back on track to live her dynamic life. And her, her, she's always, and I, I've heard her many, many times say, if I can be part of your dynamic reawakening, I would be honored. And she's truly uh, an amazing person. So I'm excited to introduce you to her if you've not met her before or remind you or reintroduce you to Christine if you have either come across her or seen her speak or read her books or, or met her in the past. So Christine, welcome to Financially Speaking. Thank you so much for having me here. I, uh, wow. Thank you for the great introduction, too. My my cheeks are red. <laughs> <laughs> and I toned it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that you are on this show because I know firsthand, and I know that I'm biased because we are friends and, and relatives, and I, I'm just, I've seen you in action, so I'm just excited that we get to share you with the rest of the world because I know how genuine and amazing you are, so I'm super excited to have you on. So thank you for coming on. Um, I, I'm going to start with, if you don't mind, just turning it over to you and, and letting you share about yourself, uh, part of your your journey and how you came about to being where you are today. And we'll share a little bit of that with our listeners. Well, sure. I um, Well, I mean, this is a financial show, which I really respect and, you know, I love investments and investing. Um, so... I'm today I'd like to share a little bit about um like the words that we use and how we talk about our investments and how we can change our life through the words that we use um towards me and our investments in our life. So I'm really excited to do that because I will some people say a lot of things that just aren't true that they've heard over and over again and uh no different from me, you know. I used to hear those kind of things like, you know, you know, oh she's a rich witch. Not quite like that, but you know, and it's like, well, what what makes her that way? Like, why why would people say that? Just because she's done well for herself, and you know, coming from the olden days, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but people, women weren't so supportive of each other as they are now, and it's like, you know, well, she's done really well. How did she get there? And the assumption is is that she must have done something underhanded to get there. It's like, no. What if she's just really amazing and is really great at what she does, right? So that that attitude about about money and um, you know about saying I'm not good with numbers, I'm not good at investments, but it's like you're really smart. Why not? If you haven't done that, you just haven't learned. And uh, even myself, I don't know a whole lot about about stocks, but I uh, I've joined a group and you know I've listened, read some books, and it's like oh, I can do this. You know, I can be an investor. You know. Um, not just in real estate, but I can be an investor in, in all kinds of ways. And so I was just changing the language and our thoughts around that. So yeah, so I come from um, myself of um, being married really young. My husband and I got married really young and very um, untraditional how we got our way out of just renting with, you know, we had to increase our education and you know how we did things but we started buying income properties and um, reading financial books and just doing all of these things and I never thought of ourselves as poor I look back now and it's like we certainly didn't have a lot but how each step up would make me feel like oh if I can do this like what else can I do and uh, you know buying income properties and then you know um, 
starting out with nothing and being able to put 25% down on a house um, at, you know, 23 was quite an accomplishment. <laughs> I think I was 21, the first one that we bought. And um, the second house, yeah. So just to go through that and savings and investing and, um, you know, but it it never felt to me that it was like some kind of punishment for, for making a bad choice. It always felt kind of exciting. I know when my husband went back to school and um, our income went really, or crashed down significantly from where it was, um, it just became a new challenge. It's like, how can we make this work? Because it's only temporary. You know? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so it's only temporary, but there's a bigger, like, there's a bigger picture. So, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we, you know, did things like, you know, cut the cable and went to the library. You know, we didn't go out for supper. We went out for dessert with friends. All of those little things, but it never felt like a hardship. It's not like we can't afford it. It's like we're choosing not to do that because we're doing something else. And it's the mindset of how can we do that. And uh, and not getting caught up with the attachment of, you know, our address or what we drive defines who we are. So, um, I mean, it's, it's fine to have nice things. I have nice things. I like them, but they don't define me. Or uh, right. so that we, and I think it was great. I, one of the most important things, we were both on the same page, hmm. <laughs> you know, so creating this life. And I think those couple of years, I look back, we have the best memories ever, you know, riding our bikes to the park for music in the park here in St. Thomas and um, spending time with, you know, when you sit on the ground at the, at the park, cause when you ride your bike, you get all kinds of four-legged love. <laughs> So all the yeah. dogs are coming up and we get to like love them all up and listen to the music and um, yeah, ride back home, stop and visit people. Um, I mean, I mean, we were living on a budget that was really tight at the time to do something different, but it was the feeling about it. Not like, oh, we're in poverty, we're poor. We've never said, actually, I don't, we've never said those words. And having an understanding that the words that you use make makes a difference how you feel and also like can hold you back from moving forward. So, um, and then as a hypnotherapist and studying a lot about the choice of our words, yeah, I've just um, really come to an understanding that um, it's not so much how much money you have, it's what you do with it. Exactly. That makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. And not def- your personal self-worth on what you own I would be much happier I'm always happier having um smaller debt and less stress so I'm happier going you know everything and Christine, I think that uh, you've taken a break on us, so uh, we're she's a, little, a couple minutes early for the break, but that's okay. We will get her back on in just a few minutes. Um, when Christine was talking about uh, her and her husband being on the same page, we'll ask her about how many people that she sees when they're not. What happens when they're not on the same page as a couple? So what we'll do is we will do our break a little bit early. 
and we will go to our break. And when we come back, we'll get Christine back on and we'll talk more about how words matter and how they affect your financial situation and how we can improve our financial situation just by being really aware of what we say. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble, your host for Financially Speaking here on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, we were talking to Christine Noble about uh, how important it is that uh, when she looks at wealth, wealth and finances, that the way you look at it is is more important a lot of the time than how much money you're looking at or how much debt you're looking at. And for her, she was able to uh, be on the same page as her husband, and they both had the same uh, agreement and understanding and work together on the same goals and plans, which is fantastic. And uh, then then we went to break because that's just what we do. We, we fly by the seat of our pants sometimes and we just enjoy the spontaneous opportunities we get of live radio. So if you want to be part of this, I encourage you to reach out and talk to Christine McIver, our, uh, our boss here at the station, because she's awesome to work with. And I am pretty sure she'll talk to you about your own show if you want to get in on this fun and all the action. So reach out and talk to Christine. Now, Christine Noble, back to you. We were, uh, I was in, quite engaged listening to you and uh, excited because I know a little bit of your story. So you were talking about um, all the opportunities and how you take them, whether you have money or not. It's how you look at it and how you choose to spend your money and how you choose to uh, let 
really be how you let it affect yourself. And you've got a very healthy attitude with it. And I think a lot of people need to hear that and how powerful it is, the word you use and what you say and how you talk to yourself. So I'm going to turn it back over to you to just continue sharing with us on the power of the words and how you help people with that. Well, thanks, Gabby. And uh, yeah, it was a good time for a break. Um, <laughs> the, uh, something I have here, um, I'd just like to read this to you. Words can have a profound impact on the way we think and view the world. The language we choose to describe our problems has the power to positively or negatively affect our outlook. It can change the way we, we, we view our agency in a given situation. So if we want to alter the way we approach a normally stressful or anxiety-inducing experience, a good place to start is changing the way we talk about it. So even if you don't feel a certain way, you start talking about things. So, um, for instance, changing the term, I'm not good with, I'm not good at math, to saying, I'm getting better with numbers. You know, Um, I don't know anything about investing. Instead of saying that, I'm learning about investing, or I'm talking to Kathy about investing. You know, Um, I'm sure you hear this a lot, eh, Kathy? All the time. All the time people say that. And and really that's how the show came about because people, oh, I can't understand that. I don't understand it. And and you can understand it. You absolutely can. It's how you present it to yourself. And and I have to say one of the things that you helped me with years ago and actually Todd, um, for those who don't know Todd, Todd's my husband, uh, a lot of people say I'm not good with names or I'm really not good with names. And Christine, if it's okay, I'm going to share what you told me, which has Mm -hmm. helped me a lot, to be honest. And I, and Todd and I actually have not forgotten and it comes up regularly and we'll even now congratulate each other because, uh, he, I used to be better at names than he was. (laughs) And now I don't know, I might, might be a tie, but don't tell him I said that because he's gotten really good. And when we're out somewhere and he remembers names and puts it together, I'm like, right on. And we were like, high five each other because Christine taught us that, um, I'm getting better I'm getting better and better every day with learning names. You know, I'm getting better and better every day remembering names. Um, and every day I'm getting better and better in every uh, every day in every way. And we would say these things or, or modification or something. And anytime we'd forget, we're like, oh, no, I'm getting better with names. I'm getting better with names. And, oh, yeah, I remembered that one. And then we just celebrate a little bit. So even on something that people think is not a big deal, so you don't remember names, but it's important to people. And I think it's important to us to remember people's names. And that was one of the things you, you taught us years ago about just change the way you're saying it. Instead of saying you're not good at remembering names, change it to you're getting better every day. And that's what we did, and yeah. and, it, and we did. <laughs> and we are yeah. better with names. It's kind of about being mindful of the words that we use to talk about situations or people. I mean, I, and people do it with their children all the time, and I was no different. You know, I'd put the kids to bed, and I'd go downstairs, and I'd say, okay, boys, no jumping on the bed. Well, I just reminded them to jumping on the bed, right? Where I could have, where knowing what I know now, it would have been head on the pillow, feet on the bed, boys, right? Yeah. Or I hear people sometimes don't spill your milk or don't spill your juice, where we could say two hands on the cup, two hands on the right. cup, good job, right? Yeah. Not even mentioning like the whole word spill, right? <laughs> just <laughs> reinforcing what you want and not, you know, always going for the, the best situation. And I mean, Sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes bad things happen. That's without a doubt it does. But plan on the good things happening. And then if something happens where you have to make a decision or um, 
you know, you have, we have the skills, the intellect, you know, people to call on to deal with that situation if it happens. But if you focus all your, your attention on the worst thing that can happen, and honestly, before I knew what I knew, I used to do that in my head. I used to say, what's the worst possible thing that could happen, and what would I do? So I've got that covered. So now anything, anything above that is better. But now what I realized through, you know, all my training is that um, that was a lot of really like negative energy focusing on the worst thing that could happen and knowing that I could handle it. Well, of course I can handle it, right? But what's okay. the best thing, the best possible outcome in this situation, you know, in the sale of the house or, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. And I, I, I'm sure you'll be able to speak better to this, but even the physical feeling, like when you say I'm, in our case, when we would say I'm not good at remembering names, you'd feel bad and you physically would feel kind of yucky. But then when we start to say, oh, yeah, we're getting, I'm getting better, better at remembering names, getting better and better every day in every way, and you feel better. Like you, you actually, I don't know if there's any science with the, when they talk about serotonin increases or the happy, whatever it's called. Uh, but you do feel better. You feel lighter and more excited or more happy than if you say it in the negative way. And you probably know, well, you do know more more about that than I do. But uh, there's a physical uh, there's a physical aspect to it too, isn't there? Oh, definitely. And then so then it goes further than that. Like, you're, and there is a science behind it. But there's so you feel better about what you've said. Your body feels better. Your facial expression. So then you attract more people. So people like right. that happiness and what out, right? Like the people who, you know, complain all the time about something, how bad it is. I mean, you bring other people who complain all the time, right? And right. if you are, you know, seeing the best, you know, the best in the situation, or perhaps you maybe see a little bit of humor in the situation and you bring that up, you'll attract other people who might laugh or see that too. And, and that just makes, it changes the whole atmosphere. Like the words that you use have the um, power to change the atmosphere of a whole room. Exactly. So that, that makes us pretty powerful people, doesn't it? It it really does. And I I never realized I I a lot of it I I did younger subconsciously, and I think just from reading books and stuff sinks in whether you you like it or not, or whether you plan on it or not. But a lot of what I was lucky enough that it was subconscious. But when you start to consciously think about it, then you can even see because you're looking for the impact that it has. And you can even see it on different people when they're not when they're working on a different different kind of uh, process for themselves. You can see the change in it. We can see the change in people. And I think it's amazing, actually. It's amazing on something for me where I see a, an individual or a couple where all of a sudden they they get it and they're I'm explaining their finances in English instead of in acronyms and they get it and they're excited about it and all of a sudden they can see that yeah the plan's going to work and I'm going to be able to save and then it becomes more of a fun game because then now they're seeing their investments grow or their savings grow or debt decreasing and it it just lightens their load so much and I, it's it's actually amazing to me and now you see it I see it in a financial world pretty much exclusively but you get to work with people every day on all kinds of different situations and issues that they're going through. So maybe we can get you to share with us a little bit of 
of what you do when people come in and, and the process that you talk to them about? You just, because you're talking about finances, and um, one thing, you know, when I'm working with someone um, in hypnosis or life coaching about making changes in their life, and they say, I can't afford, you know, a mm. personal trainer. I can't afford uh, to invest. I can't afford. And it's like, well, mm. You can choose not to do that right now, and there's we can still make a plan to you know there's still other possibilities that can still be done, but you know you could now, I'll give you my own example i um I had a migraine for twenty one days I was in such pain, and a friend of mine suggested that I go to this clinic in California, and I said, I can't afford it and he said, hmm. um he's also a hypnotist he said you can't afford it or you don't want to spend the money because you have a car um, that you could sell and pay for yeah. this to California headache free and you'd be more productive and earn more money and buy an even nicer car. Sure. And I'm like, oh, and of course I could find, I could afford that and, you know, it made everything more productive and better in the end and it was a good decision. Um, but when we you say we can't afford things all the time. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. We can choose not to buy it, but the language of saying that you can't do it or right. thinking that it's not a possibility. It's like, well, what's possible? You know, um, you know, maybe I need to talk to my, you know, financial advisor to see like what could happen. How can we switch things around? Or, you know, like there's so many possibilities that you don't know. And when we were um, going through this big shift, my husband and I, about you know, where we were living and working. And um, I always kept a $100 bill folded in my purse. So, I mean, I could afford pretty much, you know, anything when I was going out. We could afford to go out. We could have, I had the money in my, my pocket. I could choose not to spend it, but I never said I can't afford it because the money was in my, in my purse at the right. time. So that just, that just changed everything. Yeah, I don't think I want to choose that right now. I'd like to choose to direct, you know, maybe to somewhere else. But, yeah, of course, I didn't say I constantly can't afford it because I could. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And another thing I hear with my clients, it's really hard to make a living. Like, life is hard. Hmm. And But they say it over and over again, and they believe it. And other people start believing it, and they attract other people who have that same same thing, right? It's like, well, yeah, it, you may have some challenges because that's life and that's real. But it doesn't dictate, like, you know, there's still so many possibilities that you can do. Like, you know what I mean? There's programs and there's, like, so much to enjoy. There's so much beauty around. And um, yeah. and I know people have said to me, well, yeah, you say that from where you are because, you know, you've done this and this and this. It's like, yeah, but my life wasn't always like that. And, you know, when, even when it wasn't like that, I didn't talk about it being like that. And I even noticed I'm just so happy when I see young people come in and it's like, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got to pay off my school. They don't say I've got a ton of debt. It's like I'm paying off school before I take this trip. Right. You know? So, yeah, towards vacation, but they're just going to pay. I'm putting my money towards school so that I can do other things later. You know? So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And when um, stocks go down, People talk about, oh, I've got investment shock. I've got investment shock. You know, it's like, well, this could be an opportunity <laughs> for something. Oh, yeah. Or something that you have to wait through or, you know, or something that you need to, like, research, talk about. 
you know, but to start talking about using the word investment shock, you know, Uh, have you heard heard that term? I've seen, yeah, I've seen people, um, and I I get this all the time where I'll get clients call because uh, there is a downturn in the market or sell off or whatever the case is, and they panic. And I have I have one friend, and we've been friends for a really long time, so I can I can talk differently to her. But she used to do that to me, and she'd pan- And I said to her, I'm like, don't look at your statements anymore. Stop looking. Because you are the most emotional investor I know. <laughs> and it's true, she is. <laughs> and she's one of these people that's panicked. Like, oh, the market went down. Should I sell? I want to protect my money. I'm like, no, that's exactly what you shouldn't do. <laughs> you don't sell low and buy high. You buy low and sell high. And what people, the emotions get them so wrapped up that they they get that's exactly what they do they get in this shock of oh my goodness my thousand dollars or my hundred thousand dollars or my million dollars just went down ten percent but you didn't lose anything because it's on paper and that's where the emotional part has to be accounted for you have to really be careful that with their what they say and 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 frankly when people have advisors and, and and there's all kinds of different advisors there's all kinds of different doctors or different kinds of lawyers but if they don't share that with you about the emotion of it then they can make those mistakes and then they regret it later because they get all excited and the markets come back up and I should get back in. No, you <laughs> you did it backwards. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. then they don't understand. So the, that's exactly what happens. It's a shock. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, they either don't, they haven't had it explained to them how it works or they don't have the experience with how it works or um, they just have not had a conversation in you know a long time and then they're new to it and they just aren't as comfortable or as familiar with it as they could be. So Right. And so the language that you use is really important with your client. Mm-hmm. So if you're focused on being mindful with your language over time, when they hear it over and over again, it puts it puts things in a more interesting light. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the words you use with clients, um, not just with yourself, but you use with clients and everyone else has the ability to shift. I was just talking to that with my with with my morning client about the words we use with other people too. You know, some people don't like to be told what to do. I'm one of those people, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I don't like people telling me I should do this or I should do that. I say, don't you should on me. That's right. You know? um, yeah. So exactly instead, if somebody says you could or you could consider or, you know, or maybe – possibly something to do would be this, to me that's a lot easier to do for me. And um and I try to do that for other people as well. You know? Absolutely. Like, um, and, and pointing the direction of like positive growth, right? That's realistic and achievable. You give that to people. Um and not not saying that everything's perfect because I mean things happen, right? Like um and I know I've had people say, Christine, you're so positive, like it's not real. And it's like, well, I'm real, R-E-A-L. I'm really excited about life. So I am yeah. real. Yeah. But um, exactly. because, because bad things do happen or we have setbacks. And uh, another thing I like to say is I'm a work in progress and that's okay. You know, and, sometimes and- like when it comes to choosing your words or with, finances or making decisions or relationships is like I am a work in progress and that's okay and I that is a great that's a great spot for us to take us into our next break because when we come back I want to talk to you more about how 
people in general are a work in progress and we can really focus on the way we say things. So we're up to our second break of the night and we're going to come back. Christine is going to be with us. We're going to talk to her more about how changing your words can change your life quite literally. So you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I'm looking forward to chatting more with Christine when we come back. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, your host for Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And here we talk about all, I say we talk about all things financial, but I mean, in my world, I think everything relates to finances. And at some point and somehow we can connect the dots and there's a financial uh, relationship with everything. But part of that relationship, which is so important, is how you understand and how you talk to yourself and how you talk about your finances. And part of the the book that I wrote, uh, All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances. And it's a guide to understanding your finances. And it's in plain language because I know our industry is just full of acronyms and, and math terms and formulas. And it can be a little bit overwhelming even for people who like numbers. So that that's the whole point of the book is to understand it in a way that works for you so that you can be kind to yourself and and help yourself really understand things in a way that works for you because what works for one person doesn't always work the same way for a second person. And before we went to the break, we were chatting with Christine Noble and we're going to continue to talk to Christine. And she had said, and I kind of already knew this secret that uh, she's not, she's not the kind of person that it works well to tell her what to do and the language matters. And I'm kind of in the same boat. That's why I knew she was like that. (laughs) And that's one of the things I really appreciate because it's, it when it's it's totally fine. Everybody is totally fine the way they are. 
they're they're exactly the way they should be. And not everybody has to be the exact same or understand things the same or learn the same way. And that's the beauty of having such a wide range of words in our language because we have that ability to say things in a way that works well for everybody. And that's what we're talking about. And I know in the in the world and in your any everyone out there whose whose jobs they're in or families they're in or volunteer positions or any kind of circumstance that they're in a lot can be done by the power of the spoken word and that includes finances there is a lot of money out there and it's not earmarked for any particular person it's there for anybody to take i think i've said this so many times on the show and in in my life that money's just money there's no emotions it doesn't feel anything for me it doesn't love me any better than it loves somebody else um, but the way I feel about it is not the same as somebody else might feel about it. And that's why I can attract or not attract money to me if that's the way I choose to do it. So when we, before we went to the break, Christine, you said something really key. And I think we should, we should, uh, turn it back to you to carry on with that about all of us being a work in progress. You said about you being a work in progress, but I think we should expand that and could, could expand that actually to say, aren't we all a work in progress in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I definitely think so. So say is I'm a work in progress, and that's okay not to feel any like guilt or shame about being in progress. And I always say practice makes progress. You know, yeah. not to, when I was younger, I don't know about you, but practice makes perfect. Yep. Like, no, practice makes progress. So no, you know, per- no, we, no pressure there, right? No pressure there when it's practice makes perfect. <laughs> right. So if you've been doing this for two years and you're not perfect, like you're not successful and it's like, well, that's the word success. That's a whole other conversation. But, you know, if you use an affirmation like I am wonderful and I am powerful, well, that may backfire because if you don't truly believe that, uh, like at a cognitive and emotional level, um, that's just not going to work for you. But if you said something like I am a work in progress and that's okay, you know, that's pointing you in the right direction, you know, and um just to be okay with where you are because we all do have bad days or we have things that you know aren't working the way we think it is and i i just have this little story kathy um we were at a family gathering and um todd that's kathy's um husband um he said what did you bring because you know i like to make some pretty cool and funky food and i was just not some good so I was having a rough time with some health issues at the time and I pointed to this big bag of gummy bears and I said they <laughs> these gummy bears they're vegan they're gluten-free and they're made in a peanut-free place everybody can have them that's as good as it got today and that's okay yep <laughs> you know that's that's it that's what's happening today you know yep. I didn't feel any guilt or shame I kind of made you know like I've got everybody covered <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that was as good as it got for me today, and that was okay. You know, I don't have to feel any guilt or shame about how I'm showing up. Not that I'm not, you know, working on, you know, getting past things or progressing. But, yeah, sometimes um, we can be a work in progress. You know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. do you have any con- like any things that people constantly say to you? I'm just thinking maybe we could help reframe some of the, the the things that you hear said all the time. I I think that people say to me more than I can count is, 
I don't really understand this. I, I don't understand. It's not my thing. I'm not really good with math. Uh, I don't really like finances. I, I can't understand it. My brain, my brain doesn't work that way. I get that one. And I think, well, if my brain does, then your brain doesn't. What does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean a yeah. thing. <laughs> but so, I get yeah, that all the time. Like, I, I don't understand this. I can't do this. I can't understand this. Yeah. So um, what about, you know, if people are listening to this and they are saying those things, um, but I'm getting better at learning my finances or um, – yeah, I'm reading this book, or I'm learning from Kathy, or, you know, I'm learning from whoever. And, um, yeah, I'm opening up a whole new world with my financial understanding, you know? Just like, yeah, this is a new chapter in my life is I'm totally going to learn more about my finances, you know? For sure. When other people have stress about their finances, um, although I don't do the same work that you do, I always say, well, it's pretty simple. People know that you either have to earn more money or spend less money, right, if you're yep. having some struggles. So there's two choices. And usually the people in front of me are really smart people, you know. They're like, you're really intelligent. And um, you can get help with figuring that out, or you can figure it out yourself, or you can take one of those, you know, um, you know, a course or, you know, download something. And it's like just telling someone, like, you're smart enough to figure this out. Sometimes it can really switch someone just like, yeah, I can figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, I think some, I, I think what you said, too, it's the way you phrase it and just changing it up so it's the way they understand it. Uh, even financially, of course, there's, I think that's in everything. I'll, I'll tell you real quick when I was younger. Um, I, I I would never profess to be a musician or a pianist, but I can read the notes and I can find them on the piano keyboard. But one my one piano teacher, I will never forget when she said to me, she was, you should really enjoy piano and, and be really good at it because it's just like math. And I looked at her like she had just swore at me in six languages. And I said, what are you talking about? And then when she started to show me how the math kicks in, I'm like, why? That's the coolest thing ever. No one ever showed me that before. And it, shifts completely because I always had that mindset well I'm definitely not as good a piano player as my sister and I'm never gonna have a career but I enjoy it very much and I think it's a beautiful instrument and I just wanted to know how to understand it and play you know three blanks or something and then her just changing that language for me was a total game changer and it was and I think the same thing happens in every part of your life and finances I know people there's a lot of conversation because there's a lot of TV stuff and uh, news reports and all that. And, and I think it generally gets a lot of negative reporting. So people, I, I think that impacts what you listen to and what you're hearing, how it impacts your own interpretation and your own brain. Don't you find? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, when um, people say that they can't um, visualize, I said, can you visualize this? I can't visualize it. But like we do all the time with just using our imagination. And uh, one of the keys um, for making a change, so when you change the words and you change your thinking, is um, to sort of get an idea, and you can do this just through writing it down on a piece of paper, doing a vision board, however that works for you. And like, so 
what is your goal? Like, start with your goals. You know, is it to have the mortgage paid off or is it to be able to, you know, um, buy a boat or to, you know, like pay off the student debt or whatever that is. But you, you know, that you visualize how are you going to feel and what's your life going to look like doing the things that you are doing now. So it might not seem like you are um, in that success at that moment, but when you, in your mind, when you visualize it, you feel that success of already achieving the goal before you've achieved it. Yeah. So how would that? So when they when you write down your goals, how would that feel? How would that look? What would your life be like when you've achieved that? And they're you know be reasonable. They have to be achievable. Like you have to have a, a plan to do that. Don't just you know doesn't just like plop down out of the sky. And uh, right. you know, but how you feel. So then that goes how you feel about that. Um, you feel successful and you're motivated to take the steps that to create that. But also your attitude attracts to you the people or, you know, happier people, more blissful experiences. And, you know, like just feel so much better. Absolutely. And we're we're coming up to our, we got our last break, Christine, and then we're going to come back and I want to check in with you on what's next. And I want to talk about your children's books because I think those actually are a good stop. They're a good place to start for people to really get themselves in the right frame of mind. So we're going to take our last break of the night and we're going to come back and and finish our our chat with Christine Noble. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with uh, your host, myself, Kathy Cook-Noble. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm always excited to talk about finances. That's no secret. But I'm always excited, especially when I have uh, guests on like Christine Noble, because I know her perspective is so awesome. And we only have about six and a half minutes left so to uh, finish our conversation. But I, I really, really want Christine to share with us uh, if she would, about her children's author, putting her children's author hat on, because a lot of the things we talk about, we talked about tonight with the words we use and how we talk to ourselves and the way we look at things to speak to ourselves and to each other, um, really, if it's, I think if it starts when you're young, it can be life-changing uh, as in terms of how you set kids up for their future. So Christine is a children's author as well and has has beautiful books that, um, not to scare the kids because they're they're entertaining, but they're also educational. So they get to learn cool things too. So Christine, if you can share with us a little bit about that, I think that would be really great. Thanks, Kathy. I uh, yeah, of course I love my child the children's books that I've created because they have family members in them, and uh, so there's repetitive lessons in the um, the children's books. But actually, the one I have on my desk in front of me is called Terry Remembered. And uh, my series is called Kiki Boo Books, K-I-K-K-Y-B-O-O Books. Kiki Boo Books, no doubt they're for children. So the book Terry Remembered is about a little boy who um, he forgets that he's good. And so when he forgets that he's good, he does sometimes some things that might be considered naughty. But um, there's always somebody around to remind him that he's good. So, um, for example... uh, the situation, and these are all mostly true stories. I mean, I, um, <laughs> I exaggerated some of them a little bit, um, but uh, yeah, they're all true. So the first page, you know, when Terry was three years old, he was playing in his room with his cousin Melissa, and they had giant crayons, and they colored the furniture walls in each other, and yes, this, this is true. And so um, in the book, uh, his dad comes in and he looks at the room and he looks at the walls and he says to Terry, I don't always like what you do, but I always love you. Every day in every way, you are learning and growing and being the best you can be. Then Terry remembered, I am good. So we're okay. separating the behavior from the child and then recognizing that he's learning growing. So every, people, I always think everyone's trying to do the best they can. And, um, you know, if we remind people, you know, sometimes they step it up. And I mean, there's always a page in the book where he's taking responsibility for his behavior. So it's not just like, oh, that's okay. So in, in this case, he's cleaning the wall. And, uh, you know, his father accepts that, you know, this is the best you can do. And I don't like this, but I love you. And, uh, yeah, and then in each, he grows up to different stages in his life. And, um, you know, until at seven, he's giving the hamster swimming lessons in the toilet. And, yes, the hamster survived. He was fine. But there's the responsibility of him driving, you know, drying it off. And the, his mom says the same thing, which is me. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't always like what you do, but I always love you. So it's just constantly reinforcing that through this book until the very end situations come up. And the very end, um, he's a teenager. And a boy um, offered him a can of spray paint and said, Mom, let's have some fun with the graffiti. 
But Terry said, no thanks, because he remembered, I am good. Because he's been told, you know, over and over again. And uh, I'm actually so happy to hear my son use something very similar with his his um, his daughter. And um, about reminding, she says, she says it to me, red light, red light. And I'm like, red light? And he's like, yes, red light, Omi. Stop. Hmm. Take a deep breath and make a good decision. So Excellent. he's already repeating that, and it's like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, it's it's awesome, and and it's so great yeah. because I don't think necessarily everybody's thinking, oh, this is going to set them up on this great path for the rest of their life, and when they're an adult, they're going to have a healthy relationship with money and other people, and and even their kids in the future because. People are a lot of the time just living in the moment and not necessarily planning for that 10-year, 20-year, 30-year projection. So that's why I think the books are awesome. Yep. Yeah. So there's um, one um, that is called Andrew, Where Are You? And my books are usually for three to six. Andrew, Where Are You? is really great for teaching prepositions. And it's actually online. There's a, it's on YouTube, so it's free. And somebody's turning the pages. And there's a professional singer on there because I have not yet developed my singing voice. Um, of course, mm. I could, but I haven't. So I have a professional singer on there. So I read the book, and she sings. Her name's uh, Janice Stanfield. She's singing amazingly. And so she's singing, and I'm turning. The, the pages are being turned. So that's free on YouTube if you can find And Where Are You? And that's fabulous for teaching preparation and there's lots of things to talk about um illustrator martin martonin amazing guy and um yeah there's another book can i please have a pet and uh like they go all over the world to come back to canada and yeah so i mean he wants some crazy things like a hippopotamus and you know an an alpaca and uh the pages are actually taken from those parts different parts of the world we're um, we're just down to our last 15 seconds or so, so I'm so glad that you got those in. Thank you, Christine. And I'm super excited to have had you today. For anybody out there, please Google Kiki Boo Books and Christine Noble. You won't regret it. Join us next week. We're going to talk about new job, new money, and what do you do with it all? And that's what happens when we come out of school or we change jobs or shift careers. So please join us again right back here on the Inspired Choices Network and on Financially Speaking. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.